to another episode of Elgato Podcast. What's going on, guys? I hope you guys are gonna, uh, having a good day. I'm a little drunk right now. <laughs> Can you tell? <sighs> What's up, guys? So, today, on today's episode, I wanted to talk about finances, finance, business, stock market, stunts, money, power, respect. <laughs> I just want to talk about the stock market, I guess. That's what I want to talk about. Uh, just finances in general. I know in the previous show, I mentioned that I've been getting into stocks and the market and all this stuff, but I just felt like I need to talk about this, okay? Um, what I'm going to talk about is... I'm going to talk about something that is going on in the market right now. Uh, you guys remember what happened in 2008, the house, the, the, let's see, uh, let me look it up so you guys know, 2008 house, housing crisis, that more, housing, no, 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 house market, okay, let's see what happened here, so the United, uh, the United States housing bubble was a real estate bubble affecting over half of the U.S. states, it was the impetus for the subprime mortgage crisis. Housing prices peaked in early 2006, started to decline in 2006 and 2007, and reached new lows in 2012. On December 30, 2008, the Case-Shiller Home Price Index reported its largest price drop in its history. The credit crisis resulting from the bursting of the house bubble is an important cause of the Great Recession in the United States. Increased flow foreclosure rates in 2006-2007 among U.S. homeowners led the crisis in August 2008 for the subprime of a collateralized debt obligation, mortgage, credit, hedge fund, and foreign bank markets. In October 2007, the U.S. Secretary of Treasury called the bursting housing bubble the most significant risk of our economy. So you guys remember that. <laughs> <laughs> if you were around, right, around that time. So, there's something similar going on, but with, you know, other things. The assets, uh, stock market, the bonds. Uh, let's see, what is a bond? Let's, let's, let's go through that. What is a bond? Because I don't know exactly what is a bond. So, before I go on, let's go through the, what is a bond? What is a bond? A bond is a fixed income instrument that represents a loan made by an investor to a borrower, typically corporate or governmental. A bond could be thought of as, a, as an uh, IOU between the lender and the borrower that includes the details of the loan and its payments. Bonds are used by companies, municipalities, states, and sovereign governments to finance projects and operations. Owners of bonds are bet holders of creditors of the user. Bonds details 
uh, include the end date when the principal of the loan is due to be paid to the bond owner and usually includes the terms of variable or fixed interest payments made by the borrower. Key takeaways. Bonds are units of corporate debt issued by companies and securitized as uh, tradable assets. A bond is referred to as a fixed income instrument since bonds traditionally pay a fixed interest rates coupon to the debt holder. Variable or floating interest rates are also known quite are also now quite common. Bond prices are inversible correlated with interest rates. When rates go up, bond prices fall and vice versa. Bonds have maturity dates at which points the principal amount must be paid back in full or risk default. Okay, why am I talking about this? Why am I talking about bonds and the market crashing? Is because I'm into it right now. That's why. But there's another reason. I just came upon this thing called the everything short. And what is a short, you may ask, right? What is a short? Uh, or short selling. Let's see what is short. What is a short selling? What is short selling? Short selling is an investment or trading strategy that speculates on the decline in the stock or other securities price. It is an advanced strategy that should only be undertaken by experienced traders and investors. Traders may use a short selling as a speculation. An investor or portfolio managers may use it as a hedge against the downside risk of a long position in the side of security or related one. A speculation carries the possibility of substantial risk and it is an advanced trading method. Hedging is a more common transaction uh, involving placing an offsetting position to, to reduce risk exposure. In short selling, a position is opened by borrowing shares of a stock or other asset that the investor believes will decrease in value. The investor then sells these borrowed shares to buyers willing to buy them, willing to pay the market price. Before the borrowed shares must be returned, the trader is betting that the price will continue to decline and they can purchase them at a lower cost. The risk of loss on a short sale is theoretically unlimited since the price of any asset can climb it to infinity. Uh, key takeaways. So I'm reading this uh, definitions from Investopedia. Key takeaways, uh, wait, blah, blah, blah. key takeaways, short selling occurs when an investor borrows a security and sells it on the open market, planning to buy it back later for less money. Short sellers bet on and profit from a drop in securities price. This can be contrasted with, with long investors who, can the, who want the price to go up. Short selling has a high risk reward ratio. It happened before big, it can offer big profits, but losses can mount quickly and infinite due to margin calls. So, short selling, uh, to keep it simple, is you're betting, uh, you're betting against the price of a stock or whatever asset to go there. You you're betting for it to go down. So. A short seller, what it would, what they would do, they go to a stockbroker. They say, "Can I borrow? Can I have this stock for the the ten dollars stock? That can I borrow it for you know ten dollars, right?" So you borrow the stock, you go to the stock market, and you sell it right away. So when the stock market in the stock market, when you start selling stocks uh, right away, what happens is that 
the the supply gets higher in the stock market so that that drives the price down so there's a certain time that you have to get so you're short selling that stock and then you buy it back since the price went down you're buying the stock for cheaper now it's worth five dollars right so you buy the stock for five dollars and you return that stock you return the stock to the stockbroker uh, for you know you return it you don't return it ten dollars you only return it one stock that stock that you that you borrow for ten dollars now it's worth five dollars so you end up gaining five dollars the difference that's your profit you know I know it's a little that's very simplified that's the way I learned it so if you I'll put the links of all this stuff that I've got about that I read to you on my on the uh, description okay let's understand that right so but uh let's 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 okay so the let's go back to this part right here short selling short selling has a high risk reward ratio it can offer big profits but loss, losses can amount quickly and, and infinitely due to the margin calls okay margin calls so let's say you buy the you're trying to short a stock right you're betting you're betting that that stock is gonna go down in price but what happens if it goes up right you bought it for ten dollars right you you dumped it in the market for ten dollars right you you were hoping that it was gonna go down but now it's going up to twenty dollars so now you have to buy the stock back for twenty dollars and give it back to the stockbroker now you're losing ten dollars because you're not returning the amount of money that you bought it for. You're returning the stock itself. So no matter what it's cost, what it costs, you have to buy it back and return it to the stockbroker. So when things, uh, let's see, now that what uh, what that could possibly lead to is called a short squeeze. So let me read the, the, the definition of a short squeeze. Short squeeze. What is a short squeeze? A short squeeze occurs when a stock or other assets jump sharply higher, forcing traders who have bet that its price will fall to buy it in order to forestall even greater losses. The scramble to buy only adds to the upward pressure on the stock price. Key takeaways. A short squeeze accelerates the stock price rise as the short sellers bail out to cut their losses. Contrarian investors try to anticipate short squeeze and buy stocks uh, that demonstrate strong short interest. Both short sellers and contrarians are making risky moves. A wise investor has additional reasons for shorting or buying that stock. Short sellers borrow shares of an asset that they believe will drop in price in order to buy them after they fall. If they're right, they return the shares and pocket the difference between the price when they initiate the short, the actual sale price. If they're wrong, they're forced to buy at a higher price and pay the difference between the price they set is they set and a sell price. Short sales have an expiration date, so when a stock unexpectedly rises in price, the short sellers may have to act fast to limit their losses. So a short a short squeeze happens when there's a bunch of people short short in the stock let's go back to the the biggest the most favorite example to people that people point out GameStop 
you know i'm sure even if you're not in the stock market you probably heard about what happened with gamestop in the news gamestop gamestop got short squeezed because short sellers were saying they were betting on gamestop or gamestop gamestop stock to go down in price but what actually somebody figured somebody uh roaring kitty uh other people on the, on the reddit and the wall street bets uh forum they figure out that hedge funds were shorting uh the stock the gamestop stock 140 percent so what that means they were shorting stocks that didn't even exist 40 percent of them so the, they were driving the price down as much as possible because they were trying to bring bankrupt the company but what happened when people figured that out they said well if we start buying these stocks right now it's going to start driving the price up and it will cause the short sellers to cover their their shorts which means they have to buy the stock buy, the stock back even if the price as, as the price is rising they have to buy it back because they have to return it right and they don't want to you know they bought it for ten dollars and the price is going up to two hundred dollars now they're out of 180 dollars so now they have to buy the stock back as soon as possible but as they're buying they're decreasing the supply and as the supply is decreasing the price keeps driving up and it keeps driving up so people have to buy it quickly again and it drives up the price so that's what happened with GameStop so there's a guy on reddit so the reason i'm talking about this and i'm giving you guys all the definitions of what's going on is because it's a guy on reddit that, that made a post called the everything short everything and it has to do with the whole market uh so the reason i got in, into this he's not about to mention it. i'm gonna read you guys the reddit post the rest the the uh the summary of it so I was watching a video by Mitt Cabin on YouTube. He's a financial guy, a uh, real estate investor. And he had this guy named George Gammon. And he, they are they, they started talking about this, this everything short because, you know, the Federal Reserve is printing all this money, devaluing the dollar, making your dollar worth less. As the more they're printing, the more your dollar is worth. I mean, the less that your dollar is worth because there's more supply. Supply and demand is simple. If there's a lot of supply, the demand is cheap. You know, you have to pay less for it. But it's a lot of, if there's less supply, you have to pay more for it. The same thing with, you know, with money. So they started talking about this, right? Um, and they, uh, so I wanted to talk about it. And I was looking at this guy on YouTube. I mean, on Reddit. They talked about this thing called the everything short. I just explained to you what's a short. So some guy wrote, the guy that uh, originally wrote the everything short is called uh, A-T-O-B-I-T-T. And uh, I will I will post all the links in the, in the uh, description. So, but somebody else uh, called, what's the name of this guy? Kaluma93, C-A-L-L-U-M-A-9-3. He wrote a summary of it, so that's what I'm going to read to you guys. So you guys get a full understanding because the other the other uh, posts on the forum they're very uh, they're huge and I'm, I don't understand all of it, so I'm just gonna read the summary. So this is the summary. It's from one day ago. Today's date is April 7, 2021, 
11.42 p.m. The time I'm recording this. Okay, so. ALI, the Everton Shore, GME, that's the, uh, the ticker number for GameStop, and the potential ma market crash. I wrote a not-so-quick summary of what was uncovered in the fantastic Everton Shore due diligence by A-T-O-B-I-T-T, uh, 8-O-Bit, and how it relates to ga GameStop and the market at large. Sorry, I'll try to be concise, but please let me know if I'm wrong, can't explain better. The market has enjoyed the longest bull period in history. Bull meaning that it's, uh, you know, it's going up in price. That's what it is. Bull bearish, that means that it's going down. The market is down. The market is losing money. Bullish, it means that it's going up in price. The market, the market is gaining money. Since the bottom of the 2008 collapse to now, this means everyone has been making a lot of money going long on anything. Going long means that you're buying stock and just holding it for a period of time, a long period of time, you'll make money no matter what it, what, what it is. Apple stock, Tesla, Facebook, whatever. This has meant most people are taking the riskier route of putting their money into the stock market since it's easy money. That means they're not investing in safer options like treasury bonds. Then COVID hits and crashes the market massively. The previous president was very wrapped up in market numbers. He's talking about Trump. And to put it more lightly, tactically inept when it comes to long-term fiscal policy. So rather than so rather than the so rather than let the market sort itself out as nature intended, his policy was to reduce interest rates and to start a massive quantitative easing program. Basically, he made it super easy for banks and businesses to get cash to weather the storm. Now, this one apprentice should cause inflation since, this is, since there is more dollars in existence. But since these new dollars were mostly going to businesses and the cash that went to the poor people was used mostly to pay debts and such, the dollars weren't really hitting the economy. And all the well-off people who received stimulus money but didn't really need, need it put it straight into the stock market since it was doing so well. So there should have been inflation in the economy, but it ended up being contained in the stock market. <coughs> if you look at this SPY, you can see the huge dip in March. Uh, then I must is, sorry sorry guys I've been drinking then I must spike to higher than where it would have been if the pandemic never happened uh, let's see what's the spy let's see what is the SPY okay so the SPY is the SPDR SP500 Trust ETF, also known as the SPY ETF, is one of the most popular funds that aims to track the standard and poor's 500 index, which comprises uh, com comp comprises of 500 large and mid-cap U.S. stocks, 
These stocks were selected by a com uh, committee based on market size, liquidity, and industry. So just the general stock market. The most, uh, what's it called? Popular stock, stocks, whatever. Uh, so this should have an inflation in the economy, but it ended up being contained in the stock market. If you look at the SPY, you can see the huge dip in March, then a massive spike to higher than where it would have been in the pandemic would have never happened. Then where it would have been if the pandemic never happened. So it was higher, the stock market of the SP 500 was the, the, the price on it was higher if the, uh, hold on, hold on. So it was higher if the pandemic would have never happened, it would have been higher. This is the inflation. So if the pandemic would have never happened, the inflation would have been so high, but there, there would have still been inflation. This is the inflation. Now enter Citadel and friends, that's the hedge fund. They're just being handed blank checks to borrow as much money as they like and pay no interest on it. Perfect. Zero interest loans are great. They use this new wealth of liquidity to do their favorite new trick. Naked shores sell failing companies into bankruptcy and take the massive profits. This goes well for them since it worked so well in the past, they become more bold. They see a sure thing in GameStop and sure many more times the, the number of the shares that exist because the GameStop, the GameStop will never recover from an attack like that. But uh-huh, Ryan Cohen steps in and turns the business, business around and now they are well and truly effed. Fucked. They need to return the massive amounts of borrowed shares but can't get them. So this is what happened with GameStop. Uh, Ryan Cohen was the executive of Chewy, CEO of Chewy. He basically, uh, I guess, Chewy.com, the, the uh, pet store. Oh, they would he saved that pet store, taking it online, making a bunch of sales online, and just saving the company in general. So now Ryan Cohen is going into GameStop to try to digitalize the market for GameStop. You know, instead of having to go to the store you could buy more online things from from a GameStop online store you know and that really helps you know especially now with the coronavirus if you're not if you're not standing online then you're not making money well, well at least you're not making as much money as you could be making someday soon something will happen and this will unwind and cause them more money than they can stomach and they will go bankrupt poetic justice and rightly deserve in an ideal world, this will be at the end of it. They got greedy and paid with their company. But they are just way more greedy than anyone could have imagined. Antibot was relieved in everything short due diligence. So basically, due diligence just means that people do research and put it all together on Reddit. That's that. They just, uh, they, they call it DD, due diligence. Uh, so basically, rehypothesis. Re Authentication is using what someone owes you as a collateral for a loan you take out. So if I loan you 5k to buy a car, then collateral is the car that I keep if you don't pay. But I go to someone else and say, I want 
a 5k loan i don't have any collateral but i do have this car can i use that and wildly they say yes this is fine as long as nobody defaults but if i do then the chain is broken because suddenly the guy has no way to get the car from you and it's out of luck now that the car in this situation is a treasury bonds they borrow a bond from someone and short sell it just like what they've been doing with gamestop the lender still owns the uh the bond because they spend it to get it back but the bond is used as a collateral and a different loan even though it doesn't actually exist and this change just keeps going and going where people keep using the same non-existent bun as collateral for a loan and everyone is cool with it because cash is so abundant right now they can't give it away they can't give it away so let's see what's a trade let's look at uh what are they talking about with the uh what's treasury bond Treasury bond, T-bond. What is a treasury bond? Treasury bonds are government debt securities issued by the U.S. Federal government government that have maturities greater than 20 years. Uh, T-bonds earn periodic interest in, until maturity, at which point the owners also pay a par amount equal to the principal. Treasury bonds are part of, a, of the larger category of U.S. sovereign debt known to collect collectively as treasuries which are typically regarded as virtually risk-free since they are backed by the U.S. government's ability to tax its citizens. Key takeaways. Treasury bonds are fixed-rate U.S. government debt securities which, with a maturity range between 10 and 30 years. The Treasury bonds pay semi-annual interest payments until maturity, at which point the face value of the bond is paid to the owner. Along with the Treasury bills, Treasury notes, and Treasury inflation, Protected securities, treasury bonds are one of the four virtually risk-free, virtually risk-free government issued securities. So a treasury bond is just basically uh, you're letting the government borrow money. Like here, I'm letting you borrow this money. The treasury bond is like the treasury bond is just a paper saying we're well, gonna pay you back with interest. Okay, so like, where did I keep? And this is the and this change just keeps going and going where people keep using the same non-existent bond collateral for a loan and everyone is cool with it because the cash is so abundant right now they can't give it away. But now GameStop is in a shirt thing and it's looking like Citadel is going to get fucked when they get margin call to buy back all these GameStop shares they created out of thin air. What is a margin call, you may ask yourself. Let's see. What is a margin call? We're all learning here together. We are all learning here together. That's the beautiful thing about this podcast. What is a margin call? We're all going to learn right now. A margin call, let's see. Okay, a margin call occurs when a trader is told that their broker balance has dropped below the minimum liquidity amounts mandated by the margin requirements. Okay, so margin call, let's say, um, let's take Bitcoin. 
uh, for example. So let's say you uh, you want $100 of Bitcoin and you want to borrow $200 of Bitcoin using your $100 as collateral. That's the money you use to, you know, say, well, I have this money, can I borrow two more money? So let's say uh, Bitcoin loses half of its price. So the people, the person that will let you borrow that extra Bitcoin can say, well, it's worth less. So let's, uh, let's, I'm going to make a margin call. So you either put the difference of what I let you borrow into your account, or I just take all that Bitcoin that you have in there and keep it to myself. That's a margin call. Let's see, there's another better, uh, what is a margin call? A margin call is a warning that your margin account's liquidity balances has fallen too low and it can no longer satisfy margin requirements. A margin call essentially tells traders that they must add funds to their account either by depositing cash or transferring securities to the account. If they fail to do so, then the contents of their account could be at risk. So they'll just take all the money if you don't cover your margin. So you have to have enough money. So if you borrow money, you have to have enough money to pay it back in your account. Because the people that let you borrow the money, they see that your assets are going are going down in price. So they're saying to themselves, well, you don't have as much money that as before to cover your the money that we you borrow. So we're just gonna you know, you know, be proactive and fucking take all the money that you have in your account right now. Basically. You know, it was almost certainly bankrupt them, thus destroying, um, destroying, let me turn up a little bit, my mic a little more since I'm a little far from it, can you guys hear me, yeah, okay, uh, but now, blah, 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 it was almost certainly, uh, but now GameStop is in a sure thing and it isn't, it isn't looking and it's looking like Citadel is going to get fucked when they get Martian called to buy back all those GameStop shares they created out of thin air. It will almost certainly bankrupt then. Does destroying a link to the in the rehypothecation chain in the whole thing will come come crashing down. Everyone will be looking for these bonds that Citadel promised they could have in an unlikely scenario scenario where they go bankrupt. But surprise, surprise, they never existed and seven people all want this one fake bond to get their money back. Suddenly, trillions of dollars in promised collateral is deleted, along with more trillions of dollars in necessary compensations for us GameStop apes. There's a realistic chance that there isn't enough liquidity in the market to pay off all these losses. Now, the government is it's in a tricky spot because if they don't pay out, the entire world sees the U.S. markets as an unsafe bet and pulls their money out, killing the already correct economy. Or they can turn on the money printer that's already been running at dangerously high levels all year and inflation will explode like Michael Burry is predicting and the dollar will become worthless. And since the dollar is the world reserve currency, it will ruin economies around the world. All because Citadel were making enough money. 
this may look a, a, a bit worrying but just because the dom dominoes have been set up in like this doesn't mean they will definitely fall in this way hopefully there is work being done to take them down slowly and there will and there are always uh ways to destroy money through death as a way to con counteract the creation of money so not all this lost but i think it's very important to know that these greedy institutions have brought us to the brink yet again for the third time in life in my lifetime and they could keep getting away with it so there's all this money going around zero interest rates all these big companies uh banks hedge funds borrowing money at zero interest rates to put on the market but if the market goes down they don't have enough money to pay that money back so it just gets really messy and what am i trying to tell you guys here i'm just trying to tell you guys this because i don't see a lot of people talking about this if you know if you don't go out of your way to find out about finances you wouldn't know about this so they could possibly be what's going on so there could possibly be uh, uh, another crash coming up soon within the next few years. This is not financial advice. So how do you um, how do you protect yourself from this, right? I don't know. Maybe buy gold. Not financial advice. My opinion. I we have my my family has some gold. We bought some gold. I got stocks. Uh, maybe uh, I'm thinking. Of, to get into real estate, buying some real estate. It's real expensive. So hopefully the prices go down in the future a little bit more. But what do you do with this information, right? I think, you know, uh, investing is the best thing to counteract about, uh, against uh, inflation. <coughs> inflation, let's see, let's, let's look it up. What is inflation? Inflation, the action of inflating something or the condition of being up. Let me in investopedia. This is the actual definition for an investment. Okay, what is inflation? Inflation is the decline of a person purchasing power of a given currency over time. A quantitative, quantitative est estimate of the rate of which the decline of a purchasing power occurs can be reflected into increase of an average price level of a basket of selected goods and services in an economy over some period of time. The rise in the general level of prices often expresses a percentage means that a unit of currency effectively buys less than it did prior period. So basically your money is, your dollar is worth less. You can buy less with a dollar than before. Uh, inflation of the dollar. Okay, value of $1 from 1800 to 2021. A $1 in 1800 is equivalent in purchasing power to about $20.87 today. So a dollar back in 1800s, it's now worth $20.87. So it 20 times, it multiplied by 20. 
an increase of uh, 1987 over 221 years. The dollar has had an average inflation rate of 1.38% per year between 1800 and today, producing a cumulative price increase of 1,000, no, 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 yeah, 1,987.41%. This means that today's price are 20.87 times higher than average prices in 1800s. According to the Bureau of, of Labor Statistics, Consumer Price Index, a dollar today only buys 4.79% of what it would have it could have buy back then. The 1800 the inflation rate was 2.44%. The current year-over-year -year inflation rate 2020 to 2021 is now 1.68%. If this number holds, $1 today we equivalent in buying power of $1.02 next year. The current inflation rate page gives more detail on the last inflation. Okay, the inflation. Oh, whoa. Yeah, so yeah. Let's see what's the, the what's the purchase power of the dollar. What's the purchasing power of the dollar? Yeah, so if you have a dollar now, so to buy something that cost a dollar back in the 1800s. So, okay, so let's see. Uh, 2010, let's do 2010. That's when I graduated from high school. So $100 in 2010 will be 123 will be worth $123 in 2021. So yeah, so then so it's worth the money's going up 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 up. But also inflation has to do with other things, you know, prices of gas and food. Man, there's a lot of things to think about when it comes to the market. And I'm too I'm too drunk to keep explaining this <laughs> but i just wanted to let you guys know that there might be a market crash coming soon to a theater near you and do you want to keep all your uh money and all your portfolio all your all your uh, finances and cash no invest in other things that will keep the price that's why a lot of people are investing their money into bitcoin because it's a set amount of Bitcoin. It, there, there's a set amount of supply, so they can just, you know, you can just keep making rent, you know, new Bitcoin as the Federal Reserve is making the, you know, making money out of thin air. Uh, let's see how much money have we made today. Money printing uh, chart. Okay, so so okay, so we started printing on printing money. I think around 1968. Uh, let's see, we got to by 19. Uh, let's see, let's see, 
So by 1993, we made about $400 billion in, in uh, cash. That's what we started pumping. Uh, 2008, we paid about $800, $800 billion. We started printing $800 billion by, whoa, what is it by? 2000, <laughs> by 2000, So this is better, better about 2015. Oh yeah. We just keep printing money, more money, more money, more, more money. Trillions of dollars. So most of the money that we printed was made recently. It was done recently. And that was around 2018, 2008. That's when we started just pumping it out. It went from my 800, 800 billion to 2,800 billion. I don't know if that's a trillion. I don't know, but we made most of our money. We printed most of our money from a period of 10 years. Compared to 1918. Oh, yeah. It's just a hundred year period. Oh, boy. Yes, it's getting bad. We're printing so much money that it's going to be worth less. All the stimulus checks. So I say invest your money into the stock market or housing or other things bond buy gold never mind this is financial that's not this is not financial advice this is just my opinion i think people should do invest their money to other things because the dollar is worth less so if you buy a house or other assets inflation they're gonna ride the way with inflation they might keep their price better than just keeping the dollar itself i think i don't know but anyways uh i hope you guys like this uh This episode, oh boy, <laughs> I just wanted to rant about this. I just thought it was uh, a good idea because, you know, people don't really think about finances and I think people should start knowing more about finances to, to get ahead, you know, if you're broke and you want to make some more money the legal way, you know, this is a good thing to know about investing. Anyways, uh, I hope you guys have a good weekend day. This is all I have to say for now. Uh, enjoy yourselves. I love you. Bye-bye.